0: Rippy Writes with Brian Scott Rippey. Transcripts can be obtained by drinking a fifth of bourbon, ramming your head through some drywall, and then writing down every thought you have.
1: What's up on a Thursday? I'm Brian Scott Rippey. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Rippy Writes podcast. It is our regional preview with Colin Brister. We get into Miami, Arizona, I guess a little bit of Canisius, um, and where the Coral Gable Regional stand. Uh, pitching decisions, rotation announcements, all kinds of different stuff. We got into a lot of different hypothetical scenarios. Ole Miss' chances of making it through, their chances of playing for a game or a chance to get through, playing a game to get through, I should say, and a whole bunch of other stuff and some big picture stuff with Mike Bianco mixed in. A lot of great conversation uh, to get you ready for what should be a rain-soaked weekend. Had a little weather corner at the top. I know the people had been asking for that, so uh, – Shout out if we have anyone in the weather community, meteorologists or so listen to us. You might not like this segment, but it's there for you. Anyway, check uh, before we get to that, I want to remind you the podcast is brought to you by Skybox Sports Picks. Who is Skybox Sports Picks? Well, glad you asked. So the world's best gambling handicapping website, the inventors of the Skybox Matrix Interval, an advanced modeling mechanism that has helped propel Skybox to the top of the sports handicapping industry. If you're into wagering, you need to check these guys out. we got football season right around the corner, and Skybox will be back in full swing. But they've still got you covered through the NBA playoffs. NASCAR is crushing it. You need to go check these guys out. If you're in the wagering game, you need to pick a picks package that's going to fit your price range and go from there. They're going to lead you to profit more consistently than your own brain. You don't want the bookie texting you on Sunday nights, Monday morning asking you to square up. That's just adding to the scariest. You wanna be texting him asking where your income, supplementary income is coming from. Skybox is gonna help you do that more consistently than anyone else in the industry, as well as more consistently than your own brain. It's pretty simple. Go on the site, try a picks package out. You can try it for a day, try it for a week, go all sports, sports centric. I'd recommend just going for the full year long pass. I guarantee you'll make money off of it because that's what Skybox is, it's an investment. But whatever fits your price range, Pick the package, use the promo code Rippy R-I-P-P-E-E. That'll get you 20% off any purchase. More free money from Skybox. Check them out, skyboxsportspicks.com. Podcast is also brought to you by LB's University Avenue there in Oxford. Go see Greg. If you're a Rippy Rights subscriber, that's rippirights.substack.com. Get a free newsletter from me a couple times a week, writing up the regional preview right now, plus discounted meets. Right now, it's a 16-ounce prime strip for 20 bucks and a $5 pack of sausage. Just go show Greg proof of subscription, and he'll get you set up. And then go find your own favorites. All kinds of delicious cuts there, Uh, fresh seafood, sausages. If they don't have it, they will get it for you. Greg wants to make your grilling experience great. It's peak grilling season. We just had Memorial Day, 4th of July coming up. All kinds of great stuff and great weather to throw on the grill. Greg wants to make sure that's an enjoyable experience. And I guarantee if you put something from LB's on the grill, it'll be better than anywhere else you got meat. Check them out, LB's University Avenue there in Oxford. All right, here is Colin Brister on the Coral Gables Regional. And uh, the field of 64 as a whole, we made our picks, too. I forgot to mention that earlier. So, here we go. All right, we now welcome on Rippy Wright's baseball correspondent, Colin Brister. Regionals are here, my friend. It is uh, that time of the they year. They are. It's a great time of the year. Baseball on from dawn to – I was about to say dawn to dusk. That wouldn't make any sense. Well, with the rain, we might get one of those. But baseball on from early in the morning. <laughs> Until uh late at night, um, I'm off work Friday, traveling to this wedding. I fully plan. I'm actually even breaking up the trip to Little Rock into two nights, staying at uh, MC's place in te- or parents' place in Texarkana, just so I can get posted up somewhere early in Little Rock and take in the action. But uh, it is good that we have this. Are you going to pretend like
0: Ole Miss is playing Friday?
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, exactly. No, no. Well, that was going to be – that saved me from the rehearsal dinner, right? Like we had that discussion on the – Sunday pod so you know the rain might help depending on how it goes the rain might help a guy out in that sense but I just want to see it they all in I don't even think Miami necessarily is going to play Friday but you know the off chance they do I'd like to be there in front of a television for it and just to take in all the other action it's a it's a great time of year remember how grateful we were just to have this last year um that that feeling has yeah. left me I don't know about you
0: yeah yeah I can still at some point i I'll, I'll, I'll just concede that everything's normal again cuz it cuz it is but like yeah i also remember 2 years ago where i i played at this point in the year i played so much mlb the show that my eyes hurt from looking at a tv um so yes i'm i'm very very still grateful that uh this tournament is going on and quite frankly it all misses in it
1: i had roommates betting on madden sims it was a dark time too yeah this time yeah
0: it was a dark time. Yeah, that was a that was a thing on Bovada. You could get you some Madden Sims lines. I also knew of people that would pull up random old games on YouTube, um, and somebody would find the line for the game, but nobody knew the score, and they would bet on replays. <laughs> that
1: one's even worse, dude, because you know you can find the outcome if you want to, but it's right. it <laughs> yes. God. That you got to have everyone in the room for that, right? Everyone's got to put a cell phone in a basket, <laughs> right? Like you, the, the, you have to have everyone present for that. That's a boy. What a dark time we were in two years ago, but I just remember last year's being very pumped. We had all this back and I'm pumped again. This is, I know I said this on the Sunday show, but like, this is, uh, this is one, of the underrated better two days of the year, the Friday and Saturday of regionals and really supers as well, are just two great days of baseball because it's, Somewhat similar to playoff baseball, right? You have a lot of people that don't really watch regular season, but they're like, "Man, playoff baseball is a great mm-hmm. product." If you put some sort of urgency in baseball, it becomes an incredibly um, likable product. And you put a bracket. Yes, your casual fans now you got a bracket, and then now you've just got the general weirdness that comes with college baseball. It makes for a beautifully weird product.
0: Yep, yep. It is. It's one of my favorite days of the year on Friday. I hate that almost likely isn't going to play. Um, But in some respects, like, I kind of enjoy it because I'm probably not going to have to sweat about them playing. I can just sit back and watch the other 15 regionals play because I don't really think this is affecting anyone else.
1: No, I I don't think so either um, unless uh, someone in the Keys is playing a regional, which I don't think is the case. Um, I don't think we have any in the northeast. I saw there was a big storm up there, but I think that's just passing through. Um, that brings me Maryland. to the next topic. Can, before we get into our actual podcast, can I get a rant out of the way? Sure. Is that okay? We have what there's some, yeah, of the greatest, got- we have some of the greatest listeners out there. I, I love the love the audience. I love interacting with folks. I love people that message me with okay. questions or comments about the pod. It's incredible stuff. If I have excuse my French, if I have one more person ask me if they're playing this weekend and what the weather's going to do. I'm going to start reporting people to the local authorities for harassment. I don't know. I'm just some asshole with a podcast. I, would you If you broke your arm, would you, would you just say, eh, to hell with Medicare. I got this local podcaster. He's going to know what to do with this. No, you wouldn't. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I, I'm not a meteorologist. You need to consult with the weather community, weather Twitter. I, I don't know. I, I love these people to death. But if I have to answer one more question about are they going to play this weekend, I, I don't know. What makes you think I would know that? I I look up in the sky every morning and think, wow, sun's bright. That's about all the meteorology takes I have in the arsenal. Thoughts? So, um,
0: yeah, like, and I think it's too because I've had some some people ask me, but uh, for the most part, when they ask me, it's like, well, what are they going to do if this? It's not, hey, is you know the rain going to come? You know, most people. The, that I've interacted with have told me, you know, accepted that, hey, rain's coming. It's like, what do you think the contingency plan is? And I'm like, well, um, here's what happens. They can't play any games. Uh, Miami advances. Um, That's not going to happen. And then there's a list of scenarios based on how many games and who's lost and who's won and that type of thing. Um, But, yeah, I mean, look, it's going to rain. It's probably going to rain Friday and Saturday out, if I'm honest. If you're if – this, this is the goal for this regional because I think they're going to be okay on Monday and Tuesday. And a lot of people have asked, can they play on Tuesday? The answer is yes. A regional went into Tuesday last year. LSU has played regionals on Tuesday before. You can play the game on Tuesday. You can play multiple games on Tuesday. Um, Wednesday would be the day that it got a little dicey. I don't know in regards to Wednesday. Um, they're going to get Monday and Tuesday in as much as they need to, I feel like. So the goal has to be right um you may have to play seven games in a regional you need to figure out a way to play two games friday through sunday however you got to do that if you can play two games friday through sunday you'll be golden um and and it looks like there is an opportunity on sunday afternoon going forward as long as the field is not dampened um that they will be able to play so as long as they get two from friday to sunday they'll they'll play three on monday and then two if needed on tuesday and, and they'll get this thing in
1: and what you just outlined with regard to what are they going to do? Is Miami going to advance because they don't play? That's some of the questions I've been asked too. And it's like, did you people just wake up in the morning and wondering if a meteor is going to hit? When is the precedent for that? I'll, you would
0: know better than me. When is the last time a top seed um, advanced? Never. However, there was a situation in women's golf yes. last year. I don't know if you. Oh, well, I
1: recall this. But in complete fairness, context is required there. Those people that run that golf course a couple with the NCA screwed those people. That golf course was playable, it was playable the last day, but rather than do an 18 hole or a 36 hole one day, they were tired of screwing with it and just said, "So that would be that would be the equivalent." And I would I don't quote me on this, but I would that would off the top of my head from what I remember last year because I remember writing about this. Off the top of my head, because there wasn't a set rules in place, that would be like Ole Miss and Miami in this regional getting to Tuesday, and the people in charge are saying, "Eh, nah, not going to use this dry day." Uh, Miami advances. There's uh, water in the dirt, so context is required. Do you think? Do you think Mike Bianco would handle that well? Oh, he no, he would. Uh, he would. No, I mean, my God, I I knew people at that regional the the women's golf one that is too i mean you saw the video uh, you're like are you kidding me we can't yeah. 18 whole thing today and they're just like no it's not our decision wasn't someone practicing on it day like five hours after it they let the men's team go practice on it in baton rouge uh yeah but, but after that but they just want to let them so context is required there you're right there is precedent for it but look I, i'm not I, I don't know the context of that situation or whose call it was but let's be honest man if that was a, uh, say college football regional, not that those exist, guess what was getting played that day? The college yeah. football regional. Th- those poor so, guys so got, I, got screwed,
0: and so they did. I, and I, I don't think so. So here's my opinion on that. I don't think one, the NCAA will let that happen again, and I don't think they'll let it happen in a sport like baseball. I, I so I don't, know, I have no insight on this. I think if they look up on Saturday at two o'clock PM and are like, I don't think we can play on Sunday. They'll load everybody up and go to Orlando and play that thing at Central Florida. And I'm just using that as a hypothetical, but I don't think the NCAA is going to sit there and let this thing just get washed. I think there will be a nuclear option. I don't know that, and I don't know what it is, but I I have a hard time believing there is not a nuclear option of, all right, we're going to load this bitch up and go somewhere else.
1: No, I'm with you there as well. I'm mostly just amazed by people that have gone straight to the nuclear option. And, look, I, I get it. I get it, right? It, it's a it's a forecasted tropical storm. Granted, your guy over here not an expert on tropical storms. I don't know anything about tropical storms, but what I'm I guess what I'm getting at is is it doesn't look great. But I'm a, I'm amazed at the amount of people that have immediately gone to the nuclear option. Of oh my god, if they don't play it all, we we dealt with this last year. Do you remember there was rain in the forecast for Monday after Southern? Yeah, and people
0: panicked because they didn't. Yes. They didn't panic – they, they panicked because they didn't know they could play Tuesday, and, and I did. So, and Tuesday was fine in Oxford that day. And, but, but people thought the game had to be in on Monday. And if the game had not been played, um, Southern would have advanced. But that was never a – I will say this almost happened. I will grant this. This almost happened in a softball regional involving um, LSU and Louisiana Lafayette. It, it wound up not, and they were able to get the game in. Um, but there is a, and it's not precedent, but it was a close, it was close enough to where there is a little bit of precedent if you don't get everything in.
1: Okay. That's completely fair. And as, as we go through this, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's the most, that's what the most surprising part about it to me is, is like, like, how do you immediately go to that? I don't know if there's just scar tissue wrapped up with old Miss people, but, like, I, I just don't understand how your brain immediately goes to that. I get it's a tropical storm. But, hey, as we speak, and, look, I say I'm making fun of everyone out there, mostly tongue-in-cheek, but as I, I have been keeping up with the weather forecast, you know, if unless I'm going crazy, it was projected uh, as of last night to be pretty bad on Thursday as well. Did you see the same thing or no?
0: I'll be honest. I haven't looked until really today.
1: Fair enough. Now Thursday there are scattered thunderstorms in the afternoon and you gotta be about seven to nine hours of cloudiness between three p or one PM No, excuse me, three four PM on Thursday afternoon and about five AM on Friday morning. Am I telling you that Ole Miss is gonna get up and play a game on at five AM on Friday morning after Uh, Miami and Canisius get up and play the midnight edition? Don't think so. Don't think that's in the cards. But point being, it's a tropical storm. I don't have much experience with tropical storms. But, like, if if something blows the other way seven hours before and you get a nine-hour window, you can play two games if you really need to. You know what I mean? Yes. Do I think they will play this weekend on time every game? Probably not. Like to see some odds on that, but probably not that they're going to get something into where this is not an issue. And I'm just more so on a serious note, more shocked at the amount of people who have wondered about the nuclear option and whether that's good enough because there's a bunch of rain in the forecast. It kind of blows my mind.
0: Yeah. I I will have to see the nuclear option be enacted before. um, I actually believe it'll happen, especially in a baseball regional. I, I honestly do believe this. I believe they will play on Wednesday before they, uh, they just hand somebody a regional title. Um, so I, I, I don't see it happening. Um, and now somebody will say, well, you know, that's screwy that, you know, we have to play on Wednesday and, um, um, you know, then have to go play in a Super Regional if you win it. Well, one, if you're Ole Miss, I don't feel too bad for you. Um, you're you're kind of like you're in this. I'm just, just being honest. Arizona I'd feel a little screwy for. And then Miami, like, I mean, you've, it's Miami. This could always happen at Miami. I mean, it's it's a city on the coast. I'll take um,
1: a so. further. Put a dome out there. You got nil going.
0: Throw a dome. What's wrong with you? Well, what's unfortunate, um, and people have brought this up, is if the Marlins were not at home, this would be simple because the Marlins wouldn't have any issue with you playing there,
1: and there'd be more people. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I think that reached for my like 10,000 people there a Marlins home game, and I don't mean to slander the Marlins. Our guy Nick Fortes has been kind of a foray. Player for them for the last little bit. I like Jazz Chisholm a lot. I think he's fun to watch play baseball. Apparently, the citizens of Miami don't think so or just don't like going to those games. But, yes, that is unfortunate because – can you imagine Mike Mianko getting to a super at the Trop?
0: (laughs) No, that's not the Trop. That's the Rays. Come on
1: now. No, no, no. I know. I know. No, no. I shifted it on you. Just Miami Stadium aside, I didn't think that Miami Stadium was cool enough because, you know, they took that ridiculous statue out. But you mentioned Miami or Tampa. What if it goes to Tampa and Mike goes through a Super at the Trop? Or goes through a <laughs> Super at the Trop? Do they play the Super there the next week if they somehow have preference if Army gets through the Hattiesburg Regional? <laughs> I,
0: I, oh, that's an Army in the Trop. That your piss hot.
1: Well, the Trop would be funnier than the Marlin Stadium. Yes. Like the Marlin Stadium just, I'm assuming, down the road, it's a nice ballpark, particularly since they got rid of that, uh, whatever that statue was out in the outfield. Mike having to go up to Tampa and play in the TROP uh, in St. Pete there would uh, would just, I don't, for some reason that would be funnier to me. I mean, Mississippi State's won a bowl you know, Ole Miss
0: plays five years. Almost Miss plays in a nicer stadium than the TROP eight times, eight series of the year.
1: That's a great point. You can't say that about the Marlins Stadium. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's a nice ballpark. Just no one shows up for it. So Right. Um, so, I'm glad we got Weather Corner out of the way. I'm sure that was huge. That would do wonders for the download numbers. But, on to the baseball itself. We talked about this a little bit. We kind of tried to, I tried to keep this uh, Monday show a little bit more in the moment of, you know, holy hell, Ole Miss made a regional. Um, How did that happen? Now we can kind of dive into what this looks like for Ole Miss, because this is a winnable regional. I don't think people should mistake that for me thinking they're going to get out of it. I cannot in good faith predict that this team gets out of it because of the way no. they play defense and the way they swing the bats. Honest to God, we are now playing June baseball, and the oxymoron with this team is is if it were based on pitching alone and I knew the offense was good and the defense was okay, I'd be oh, they're getting out of this. They probably wouldn't be in this scenario. Place, but it's just kind of funny to think about it. It's like, oh, no, Delusia, Elliot, Fine, um, their top four bullpen guys had like a 204 ERA in the month of May. That'll get you through a regional. It's literally what you thought yeah. would be the strength. Like, it, it's just kind of nuts to think about. And so, it is winnable, though, as so, much. So
0: you want to hear a funny stat? Arizona has the best defense in the, uh, in the regional with, like, a 974 uh, fielding percentage. Well, with respect so to – So, nobody can fill here.
1: Yes, no one. That, that might be good for Ole Miss. <laughs> if you lower yeah. the bar – I you know is it a disadvantage if everyone sucks at it? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a great point. Arizona's terrible, and they're the best. So right. So um, it's so a weakness. I will miss. say this. I, I'll ask you this. Uh, so have you seen the odds to win the regional in Vegas? No, I
1: have not. But okay. I will. I will. I will counter that with a. I went through D ones. Uh, I went through all of their regional previews today. Actually. Mm -hmm. And they rate number one seed probability on a scale of five to 10. Mm -hmm. Have you seen this? Do you know what they rated
0: the uh, Miami regional? Five. Yes. That is not five. Okay. So, so I will, I will say two things on this, right? There is, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but there was a computer analytics guy that pulled some advanced stats. Um, He gave Miami a 51% chance to win this regional. That's pretty much, you know, 50, coin flip okay well you think at that point well hey Ole Miss and Arizona are going to split the rest of the percentage points um and Canisius is obviously probably going to be a non-factor how many of the 49 remaining percentage points do you think Ole Miss got in that Ooh, okay 20 40 whoa okay so and 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 this is what made me think because then I went and looked. I was like, "All right, what does Vegas project them to get it out, get out of that?" Okay, here are the odds for uh the the regional. I'm going to do Ole Miss, Arizona, and and uh, Miami. Miami is plus 100, which means if you bet a hundred dollars on Miami to win the regional, and they do, you win a hundred dollars. Okay, even odds. Arizona is plus 370 to win the regional. Plus 370. Ole Miss is plus 180 computers in Vegas do not like the Wildcats and they do like the Rebels. Now, does that mean anything as far as when they get on the field as whenever that is? No. But the advanced numbers and the people in the desert do not really like the Wildcats and and quite frankly, they don't really like the Miami Hurricanes a whole lot considering they're the number 6 national seed.
1: And to Add some context to that, too, because I know you're one that likes to wager on a co- – has been known to wager on a college baseball regional in the past a time or two. Co- those casinos out there in the desert were not built on losses. Those gold-plated buildings, that's because they win most of the time. And I, while the college baseball odds, kind of like any other, I would say, smaller or niche sport, they're not as screwed in and screwed down there's not as much data to go off of i'd say is that fair to where sometimes you can catch some some screwier odds but they're generally just like any other vegas odd still pretty accurate in um you know percentages and all of that and so i guess what i'm saying is numbers don't lie sometimes you can catch some weird stuff in vegas on some of the smaller sports you know our nascar guy uh mark harris skybox nascar he's pointed out he's, his edge on NASCAR is basically that Vegas doesn't do their homework past the top 10. And you can really kind of find some value in head to heads because you think at a certain point in NASCAR, how many metrics are there? And it's just watching the races every week. And so while the sure. baseball is not that by any sense, I'm just pointing out that they're a little bit looser, probably a little bit more variant than, you know, your typical NFL Sunday. But that is very telling. What you said is very telling. And it, it kind of makes you think. Um. Again, I just can't in in good faith, outside of good two good weeks, pick this team to play three, four no, baseball games in a row. But that doesn't mean they're up against it. That doesn't mean that they're. I don't know. I mean, up up Shit Creek without a paddle, like they would be. I think you use the example of Corvallis or Palo Alto or something like that. It is it is a winnable regional. If Ole Miss, like I feel like, there's a world where Ole Miss could have played well defensively and pitched it pretty well in another regional, but not gotten through because they faced pretty elite pitching and the offense just hasn't been up to snuff. Like this – if everything is there for the taking for them, they just kind of have to do it, if that makes
0: any sense. Yeah, no. Um, it makes perfect sense. I will I, – I know we're going to go through and probably project all the regionals. I will say this. I expect whoever wins this well, – let me say it like this. I expect Ole Miss and Miami to be the final two teams standing in this regional. I don't know what order it goes in, um, but I think both of those teams are, are are better than the other two teams by a pretty clear margin. Um, it's not me projecting that Ole Miss wins the regional. I just I do think Ole Miss wins Game One with Dylan Delucia, and I think they're going to play Miami in a winner's bracket game. And set up essentially a best-of-three series that, you know, whoever wins two of the games um, will advance. Obviously, the loser of the winner's bracket game will have to win a 1-1 game. Um, but I feel confident that whoever that team is will win that game. And and then you will uh, have to win, you know, if you're the loser of the winner bracket game, you'll have to beat the other team twice. I, I do think, if I'm projecting right now, that, that Ole Miss and Miami are the last two teams standing. <laughs>
1: And this is where rain, and not to project too far, but this is where rain might play a factor. But say forecast for all four days was just sunny skies, whatever, weather's not a factor. Right. (laughs) If Ole Miss had gotten to a winner-take-all on Monday, is there any doubt who's getting the ball on Monday with the way the season has gone?
0: No. It would have been like, hey, uh, I'm pitching. I might be like, "Ah, I'm pitching. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah well Dylan you threw 140 pitches two a nights pitch? ago well yeah sick can I make that 280 sure you can <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the like, is that that's like, like it, looks at him it's yeah, like, like uh what, what what's your other option that's a great point it is what I mean if I were Delusia
1: in that situation if that hypothetical order comes through like what's your other option pal like you know you've thrown me a gajillion pitches all year and you're now you're gonna balk at it you worry about my arm now like <laughs> season's on the line tap it on the shoulder like Christian Trent so that's the funny part about that but you know a long way to go before that so let's um let's just start with Ole Miss Arizona you think Ole Miss sure. wins this game why I
0: do um I think Dylan Volusia rested is going to be really good I think so here's here's and and I don't. I'm hesitant to do this because people are going to assume, oh, it's the same Arizona team as last year. No, it's not. Um, I think, and, and people are going to think I'm comparing the two. And again, I'm not. I do think the styles that 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 Dylan Delucia maybe Niekayzi pitched uh, with um, are some similar as far as you know fastball movement. And obviously, Niekayzi had the 12 and and Delucia has more of a slider. But I do think Arizona was a little bit more susceptible to good fastballs with good movement. Uh, And I think that's more of a West Coast thing. I think Dylan Delucia will have a good day against them. I think Ole Miss will be – look, Garrett Irvin's fine. He's a a decent pitcher. Ole Miss tore him up last year with relatively the same kids. I mean, if we're just being honest, it will be eight of the nine or seven of the nine kids that were in the lineup in game two of the Super Regional that got Garrett Irvin out of there in the third inning. Um, You have to be confident with that. I think they'll score enough. I think Dylan Delusia gives them six or seven and gives up one or two. I think Ole Miss scores five or six. I think Brandon Johnson closes it down and, and sets up a winner's bracket game with uh, Miami on Monday night or Tuesday morning or something like that.
1: I'm with you. I'm I'm, I'm tend to agree. I actually think Ole Miss's chances in game one as well. For the record,
0: Ole Miss a minus one seventy favorite in that game.
1: As a three seed. Yep. You don't see a ton of that. Nope. A lot of times you get that with uh, –
0: Maybe the only three-seed favorite, if I'm not mistaken.
1: That would actually be worth looking into, honestly. I wish I had looked into that beforehand. And particularly, that's a pretty heavy favorite for a three-seed like that. And as you mentioned, I, not, not that we buried the lead or anything, but I think the number one storyline from the opponent's standpoint is the fact that – Um, Arizona went with Garrett Irvin over TJ Nichols. Now, Garrett Irvin had been their guy for most of the year. And granted, I was going through in preparation for the Monday show, looking at the last like month of games or so um, for the Arizona Wildcats. I could have this wrong, and I probably need to pause and double-check it, but I'm just not going to. I'm pretty sure Nichols had become their Friday guy, their game one starter in Pac-12 series, at least for the final month of the season. I I don't know what that necessarily says about it. But I still think in the grand scheme of things, you know, seeing on the line, Garrett Irvin is probably their guy. I don't, I wasn't expecting Arizona to make a move based off game one of the 20 or two games in the 2021 super regional. But I, I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's nothing that Um, Ole Miss tore him up last year, seven runs, seven hits. He collected only four outs in that game Two win um with Doug McKenzie on the mound. Um, I don't think it's nothing that, like you said, seven of the nine hitters remain from that. Um, now Irvin had, has better numbers overall than he did a year ago, but it's not some sort of seismic junk. Um, he was a guy that had gone pretty deep in games, um, in the PAC 12 last year. Um, you know, he ca- entered that regional having gone nine, he struggled against Dixie state. I don't know why he's pitching against Dixie state. Um, but like in 2021, he'd gone to the seventh or better in six of his last eight starts entering that Super Regional. Kind of a similar case in 2022. Um, he has gone six innings in each of his last one, two, three, four, five, six outings, uh, four and a third in the Pac-12 tournament against Stanford. Actually, that's not the pac No, that's the Pac-12 tournament. Excuse me. I thought I had that wrong. Point being. Kind of the same guy um, from a number standpoint. Same number of innings, ERAs, pretty similar. And I don't think it's nothing that Ole Miss really got after him uh, last year. And so that that should bid well with confidence. Where the other hand, the alternative of this is right, was Nichols came in and shut Ole Miss down in that game three. But at the same time, it's pretty easy – it's a lot easier to pitch when you have an 8-2 lead or whatever that was, right? So I didn't think they'd make – I wasn't surprised by the decision, but I do think it works in Ole Miss's favor.
0: No, yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, I, I just think Ole Miss is better than Arizona, if I'm honest. Um, I don't think and, – and people are going to get spooked by the name on the jersey. I get it. But we're talking about a team that's got three or four guys, and, and you'll hear some of them. And um, for me, they'll cause some, cause some tremors. But, you know, when you hear Susack's name and, and Otremba's name and
1: um, Bingham's funny. name,
0: you'll, you'll, yeah, um, most of those guys are gone, um, either to – the either Major League Baseball or to Louisiana State University, um, so no, it's not the same team. And and look, it's hard to gauge on this, right? Because you're you're gauging it's two different it's two different things. You're gauging the 2022 Rebels uh, as they are versus the 2022 Rebels of what they should be. Uh, and you've had both of those teams show up in the past three weeks. So um, depending on what team you get, it it, it makes for a different um, storyline. If the twenty twenty two Rebels that they should be show up, I don't have much question Dolmas will win the game whenever it takes place against the Arizona Wildcats.
1: I'm with you too, and that's been the confounding part of this season, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of the last team that was like a week three seed. I didn't think that twenty fifteen team had any sort of shot to go out to UCLA. And, no. Wouldn't you say they were the number one overall seed that year? Isn't that correct? Uh, yes. Okay. And it was like Maryland. Fun fact, they did not win that regional, though. No, they didn't. It was, uh, was it Maryland or the Gators? Maryland.
0: Maryland came through. That there game.
1: was that deal where um, that about two days before the regional, it was announced that like a UC Santa Barbara, who I think was the, were they the four?
0: The four. Yeah. Almost was the two, actually, or it was almost the three
1: one of those teams had not put in a bid to host a super or something nuts. And so Ole Miss would have had a weird <laughs> shot though. Maybe I completely have that wrong and I can't remember, but point being they didn't have a shot to get out of that. But what that team was never supposed to be very good. I mean, they were a no. solid two, three seed all year in terms of regional. And they honestly ended up being a little bit worse than I thought they'd be and kind of barely snuck in. But like this team was not supposed to be that. And so we like, that's why I, it feels like we're playing middleman on all of these predictions, right? So, yeah. I, it, it, but, that, but I think that comes with a reason because it's like okay, but like we've seen what this team can be. That it, granted, it's come in small flashes, but it's almost like I have a refusal to believe that they're this bad, despite the sample size getting larger and larger. If that makes any, sense. I know we're in June saying that, and it makes no sense. But like, right. you still believe it's there because then it, the the one point we got to to where we didn't think it was there. Well, then they reeled off seven in a row. And it gets decent competition. <laughs> yeah, once so, we declared them dead,
0: they were like, hey, nope, we're not.
1: I, I put a podcast title, then this is before. No, 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 this was Arkansas series. No, 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 it was state series. This was before the Arkansas series, titled the final nail in the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, once you declared them completely dead is when they showed the flash. And granted, if they had gone, I don't know. I mean, I guess we wouldn't be having this conversation right now had they gone like six and four or something over the final ten games. But had they gone that and still somehow gotten in, I'm not sure to have – like I'd still have the same belief, but it's almost like that two-week tease. It's like, okay, that was there. Um, And then kind of to take that a step further, Garrett Irvin, is he better than Mikael Hilliard? No. He's certainly not better than – Detmer, who will miss, actually got after pretty well. Now they got absolutely uh, mauled by the Sunday guy so third three game three guy is yeah. six so it's been kind of confounding but like I don't know I mean there's not a picture in there where I'm like oh they're gonna have a ton of trouble with him but then if some guy goes and no. shows, some guy that flips at 87 with a decent breaking ball is all of a sudden is spinning a gem at six in the third inning in the game I'm not gonna be stunned either it's a I've just broken my mind no. in this rant I had no no obje- uh no direction with this but like I don't know what to predict
0: no. Um, so why don't we, you know, at at some point I figure we'll do that. Um <laughs> all right, so I, I figure you think Miami will beat Canisius in the first game of the regional.
1: I would uh, yeah, I would think so.
0: Okay. All right. So so are we taking Ole Miss and in, in the uh Ole Miss Arizona game. You you feel confident in that? Mm
1: I confident I mean, yeah, I would it's a. l I'd say a lean. i lean this way.
0: Okay. So Arizona's going to put Canisius out. And if that's the case, then it's, then it's the question, right? Cause this is the team that wins the regional about 85% of the time. Um, Ole Miss and Miami with Hunter Elliott getting the ball is, is look, it's about two months ago. That's about all you could ask for. Um, and if you get that opportunity, you just got to go make it happen. I don't know what happens in that game. Um, I'd have a hard time, I guess, picking Ole Miss. Um, but I've also seen Hunter Elliott dominate in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, I've seen him dominate in, uh, in Baton Rouge, and I've seen him pitch okay and compete against Texas A&M. Um, you know, I, I just I, it wouldn't be the least most shocking thing if Elliott threw a put Jim and, and Coral Gables that whatever night that game is played, if it if it was to come to fruition.
1: Do we have a game one starter for the Hurricanes? Because.
0: No, um, I actually listened to uh, Gino DeMere, and he is not going to announce his game one starter. Kind of love this. Not going to announce his game one starter until Canisius does, which tells me it is not going to be their ace. Um, that that tells Andrew me Walters that they're Walters just waiting right? it out. Do what? Uh,
1: excuse me. No, not Andrew Walters. That is the uh, the closer. Uh, oh, that's so the who closer. You- uh,
0: Carson Palmquist. So, you.
1: See on Miss season game two.
0: Uh, yes. I I I don't know anything. I have no intel. Um, I've literally about once a day searched his name on Twitter to see if there is an update, but there's not a whole lot of Miami baseball coverage, frankly. Um, there's I did not, listen no to no, press availability. In. Yeah. Um. I I mean, frankly, Miami hasn't announced. It's on the NCAA website, but Miami hasn't announced, and I know it's not going to matter. But I, Miami on their website has not even announced winners bracket or losers bracket times on on Saturday and Sunday. Um, again, I know those are going to change because of the weather. Um, but you know, so I, I I don't know anything. But I am assuming that Miami is going to hold Carson Palmquist, who is their ace and Friday night guy. He is a left hander. He is good. He is not unbeatable by any stretch of the imagination. He um he has a three ERA got hit around a little bit in ACC or excuse me in ACC play NC State got out him in the ACC tournament. Um but he is he is not unbeatable by any stretch of the imagination. It's not like they're holding a now he may be a first round pick, it won't be this year, but it is not like they are holding someone that you are um scared to death of.
1: Not necessarily a huge velo guy either. No. Um and I figured that they would hold him as well. I just was mostly curious if that. I mean, I don't. I, I don't. I know. To be honest, I did research on two teams in this regional. I don't know what Canisius brings to the table. If Canisius ends up in the winner's back on Sunday night, I will apologize to the entire Canisius community. I just. <laughs> oh, it would be a good thing for Ole Miss if, yeah. if that comes through. It probably would. Unless Ole Miss went two and through I oh think. god
0: can you imagine almost winning this regional um and not having to see Miami like what the narrative would be it's like well he won a road regional but that it shouldn't count
1: uh that would just stick a fork in most people's psyche um that it would just <laughs> over at that, <laughs> at that at that point but yeah i am just i'm curious to see what that looks like i don't think Miami is necessarily threatened by Kanisha so i'm kind of with you on that i no. think it will hold Um, And so the Ole Miss, that'll be back-to-back lefties. And so Ole Miss hasn't been very good against left-handers this year. But also, it's not some of the same left-handers that they faced in SEC play. And I can't remember off the top of my head, but I can back that up if I could go through it in terms of some of the couple of the left-handed starters. But it is noteworthy that Ole Miss, that kind of became a myth last year. You and I were talking about this before we were recording. That kind of became a myth last year. This year is definitely true. They have hit lefties much. They haven't hit anyone consistently well, but they have been a lot worse since against left-handers.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, they were pretty good against lefties, and this year, for whatever reason, um, not as good versus lefties. Um, some of it is that uh, Graham and Gonzalez haven't put up the power numbers, and, and they're fine against lefties, but the power numbers go down against lefties, which tends to happen um, left on left. But – um you know, it's just, look, the offense hasn't been as good this year. Um, They they hit right-handers a, a decent bit better than they hit lefties. And, and it appears that if they're going to get through this regional, and certainly in game one, they will get Garrett Irvin a lefty, and then it appears that they are to win. Um, In Miami, it doesn't, you know, get upset by Canisius. They will likely have to face another left-hander. Now, what I will say is this. Um, so... And and you may disagree with me here, but I don't I don't know how much you've looked into the stats of, of Arizona and, and Miami. A lot of people are gonna do this thing where it's like, yeah. hey, if they don't win it in three, they can't win it. I'm telling you, everybody's pitching after the first two games ain't it's good. Bad. Yeah. So so I don't necessarily believe that for anyone um of those three teams. I don't necessarily believe anybody has to go two and zero to win this regional because everything after um their first two guys is not good for for, and I don't mean. And obviously, there's some bullpen guys, but I'm talking about game three starters and on. Um, there's no consistency from game three starters and on from anyone, and that includes Miami. Um, so this regional to me is 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 not, and I know this is cliche, but this regional to me is not over until it's over. I think anybody can come through any any record as long as they're not two losses and win this regional.
1: No I'm with you there and I think it's a great point you make and that also should not be and I'm not saying you're saying this but that's not saying that Ole Miss wouldn't be up against it going through the losers bracket obviously. Sure. You said, I, I just and, and this would be impossible to know that would be the coming to the point where it's like look you can do as much research as you want kind of beforehand on some of these guys and kind of watch some stuff but when you're getting into what their third and fourth starter might be unless you've watched that team every day you're not going to you're not going to know who these dudes are. No. It's like, there's no way to know whether Ole Miss would be an advantage or a disadvantage, but honestly, I mean, Derek Diamond and Drew McDaniel, it's – well, Derek Diamond, you know what's showing up. It's – it that would – can we go Drew McDaniel X Factor? But would, would would that make, like what version <laughs> are you getting of Drew McDaniel if that becomes the case? I think there's a decent chance that becomes the case. I, I, I'm halfway joking, but not really at all. Actually, it's like if you do get it in the losers bracket, Drew McDaniel or someone like him is going to have maybe you know fresh off a suspension, John Gaddis type of guy is going. Yeah, to to play that's what I was just going to mention. Oh, is this the
0: longest four game suspension ever?
1: It would have to be just by the nature of the sport in baseball, unless you had like a carryover suspension from the year before or something. From it, the year before, fair yeah. I mean, in terms of days, there have been prison sentences shorter than how John Gaddis has uh, been suspended from D one from you know, Division One college baseball. So, in all seriousness, that that's going to be interesting this weekend because unless Ole Miss goes two and uh, I mean, unless goes Ole Miss goes two and O or two and through. John Gaddis and uh, Jack Doherty, and throw whoever else you want in there. I actually would take. I would. I would go John Gaddis and Drew McDaniel over Doherty. Maybe and not even. I don't know. It, it, it's been such a revolving door. All three of those guys are going. Well, to I'll be up. honest with
0: you, you. You haven't named the guy that I would start in the fourth game yet. Jack Washburn is who I would start in the fourth game. Okay. No, I'm with you. There. I mean, I. I I thought Wash was really good before he got hurt South Carolina as a starter.:
1: I thought he's been fine, too, since he's, he's, he needed about one outing since he came back from that injury, so I, I'm with you as well. I mean, I, look, I threw out that stat earlier. Old Missus had like a 203 ERA in May uh, from five bullpen guys, and you can name the guys. I can't remember off the top of my head who it
0: was. But Doherty Nichols, Mallets, um, Wash and Gaddis more than likely I would think well BJ's in there somewhere too so um maybe not Gaddis then
1: no it is Johnson I have this written down Johnson Nichols Washburn Doherty Johnson I may have said one of those twice you said
0: Johnson twice
1: Johnson twice so those six guys it's a 215 ERA in the month of May, over 46 innings. That stat is actually courtesy of D1 Baseball. Kendall and Aaron dug that one up. Look, that's not counting obviously a couple guys, but you talk. About, I think it's relevant to the standpoint of you talk about like when this gets into Game Three and Game Four, it's wide open. Ole Miss kind of actually has the pitching depth now. What does their pitching staff look like? How they got to that point? If they are in like a loser's bracket and they get pushed to a Sunday night, you know, stay alive game in a Monday game. Depth, pitching depth is not a problem for Ole Miss. It's not having the top-end pitching, and honest to God, it's been more so not having the offense to back it up. They kind of have yep. depth, and I'll, I'll say this. I don't know anything about Arizona's fourth and fifth guys at this point in terms of who they might start or who would be the first guy out of the pen, but the malleability amongst that group, Josh Mallitz has started games before. John Gaddis has started games mm-hmm. Jack Doherty has started games before. Jack Washburn has started games for it. The only two that haven't are Mason Nichols and Brandon Johnson. Brandon Johnson's for a specific purpose, and if you had to start Mason Nichols in a game, you probably wouldn't feel terrible about it. There is some serious versatility and malleability there to where win-lose in the first two games, if both starters give you some decent amount of length, even if you lose the second game – look, if they lose the first game, they're going to have a really tough time making it through this regional. But if you lose that winner bracket game on Saturday – like you said, they could still be okay because of their bullpen depth, but you're also going to need a lift from your offense. and that. Hey, that would
0: so, be so, fun hypothetical here. Um, we're both assuming Canisius is not good. If you did lose that game, do you think about rolling the dice and not throwing Elliott against Canisius? Because I sure would because you, you don't win the regional while beating Canisius. You win the regional. Like, at that point, Derek Diamond and Drew McDaniel are going to have to beat somebody why not let it be Canisius for Derek Diamond?
1: Oh, I would do that 100%. Does Mike do that? We've always mm-hmm. said no, but okay. I'm, leaning yes. okay. I yes. yeah. I'm leaning
0: yes. He's different because he, this guy's the same guy that saved Nikhazy for a game two last year and threw Taylor Broadway in a game three that had never started a game before. I'm not saying it's 100% yes, because I had this same situation happen in 2013, um, and he threw Bobby Wall against Binghamton. Um, but that was 10 years ago or nine years ago. And the question is, would, you know, maybe his, you know, coaching job at Ole Miss on the line does he do – I don't know, but I'm telling you I would because I got to get through this regional somehow. And, and if Derek Diamond can't beat Binghamton – or, excuse me, can't beat uh, Canisius, then I'm screwed anyways.
1: I saw an uh, internet debate earlier this week between – I think Ben had mentioned something on his podcast and if somebody replying to it talking about – I think it was in relation to the Jim Naval program builder tweet. It's like, yeah, Mike's a great program, builder, mm-hmm. but his in-game decisions have been, you know, brutal. And so I don't necessarily disagree with that, but in terms of his pregame stuff, if that makes any sense at all, look, mm-hmm. of his stuff, the way he's handled his pitching in the last two post seasons has actually been fairly moderate and like, not, I don't think you can have any legitimate gripes with it and most of it was 2021, but there was an example in 2019 and I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, but he's been adaptable when it comes to that. It's almost like when he doesn't have to like think on his feet, it's like has some time to like, okay, <laughs> the best avenue. So I'm with you. I think he would do that. I, I think he, I, to be very clear, I think he would go with a McDaniel or a Diamond as opposed to wasting a Hunter Elliott on Canisius. Um now, look, when it's a lose-and-go-home situation, I guess it's a little different and doubt could creep in. But I'll pitch you this case. Did you watch Mike's media availability on Monday?
0: He was so loose.
1: Yes. I almost thought someone had gave him an edible. Um, he, he's about as loose. He's like talking about a Tory
0: and stuff. I,
1: he's as – I have never – I that never happened when I was on a beat. I swear to God, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm making this up. The – What's your favorite baseball movie story? Why? Have I ever told this story?
0: Yeah, yeah. What's You're your favorite baseball board, movie?
1: I'm pretty Why? sure that was a Tuesday or a Monday Memorial Day post selection show availability. It may have been a Thursday before regional. I'm almost positive that was a postseason availability. And we were talking about our favorite baseball movies as we walked up, as he walked up. Someone asked him his favorite baseball movie and he goes, Why? I don't know, Mike, so we can have a scathing headline in the Oxford Eagle tomorrow about why you like the natural over a little big league. Like, what do you mean why? Just be a normal human being. Like, that type of stuff is my point. It did not happen. And so to draw all of that back in as it relates to, like, a pitching decision or being loose, Mike, I think he, this is just a guess. I don't know anything about this. I think Mike knows what he's up against. I think he's fully aware.
0: Yes.
1: And I think he knows in a vacuum that this is not necessarily his fault. Now, look, we're not getting into the program part of it of like why they're giving X scholarship money to two pitchers that are supposed to be weekend anchors and have it um, delivered in that aspect. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about strictly the results. I think he knows that he's pushed all the buttons he can and this team might just not be very good. And I think that's giving him a sense of peace. I imagine there's probably a sense of peace of just being somewhere for 22 years. And I don't know. Mike stressed about his job what from is it fair to say from like 8-ish on in terms um, no cuz cuz he wasn't stressed
0: in, in 15 or 16 after they had gone to the college world series
1: no no bear with me there i'm i'm we i should have broken that pre post coast world series era For 08 to 14 is that fair so, to some degree uh, right?
0: i'll go i'll go 10 but yeah, yeah 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 i i get what you're saying so it's it's not something new so that's um, happened for four or five I guess years, my right? Argument, right, but I guess my argument against that would be, it's never been this clear though. Like we could talk about, hey, Ho's job may have been in jeopardy in twelve and thirteen when he doesn't get renewed, but it, it was never known. Hey, if this doesn't happen, he's gone. And there's a pretty clear baseline. It feels like this year, though, right? Like <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think there's ever been a clear baseline like this year.
1: No, 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 I'm with you. That's not what I'm – that's not what I'm arguing. My point in that is, okay, so that happened for what? That's a – if you just want to give it 08 because they had that big collapse. I'm not saying he was on the hot seat. I'm not old enough to remember what that actually was. But he was definitely feeling it, what, 10, 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there. Yeah,
0: yeah, 10, 13 for
1: sure. So then he goes to Omaha, and, you know, he has a couple years off. And then you have, like, well, what happened there in 16? Yeah, that was a great coaching. job. that team wasn't that good. Like, what are we doing here? Nope. Team stunk in 17, starting to feel it a little bit more. Black Monday happens. Then you're feeling it. Yeah, that's when it – Right? So that's 18, 19. You're feeling it in 20 for a couple months, right? Off-season, I get the season didn't happen. And and you're feeling it in 21. That's another five years. All I'm saying is – I I really don't have a a larger point in this. Is just like in any profession, if you stress for nine total years of however long your tenure is about your job security – Wouldn't you just read a certain piece with it? Wouldn't it just be like, look, I've been here for years. If it happens, it happens, okay? Like, what's the point of me staying up at night late on my porch and thinking, oh, my God, are they going to fire me? Why am I doing that two decades in? I just think it's different maybe than 2013, if that makes any sense at all. And he just seems more with it versus where if I had to take a guess and go in a time machine in 2013, in this situation, he would have been – a nightmare to try to get anything out of and he's the complete opposite i just think there's some peace with that it's like okay this has been a good run i'm not throwing in the white flag i like hanging out with these kids i'm just not going to put my stomach in knots over this like i used to 10 years ago um
0: yeah Uh, so so uh, let's premise it with this i i think both of us um have shown over time can can be critical of of Mike Bianco and i think and, and you can disagree with me if you're if if you if if so but i think both of us believe if if this weekend doesn't end with a regional title um yeah. that one there will be a change made and two i think both of us would say it's probably uh probably worthy to to have a change made is that is that fair
1: i yes and i think he deep down would understand it too as stubborn as he can be so
0: time. so i guess what my point is is like at some point, if you're Mike Bianco, and that does happen, right, like you, you're, you're in that stadium and that media opportunity on Monday, and you just look around, it's like, man, if this is it, I've done everything I can do. Um, you know, did it, I it, it, make some decisions that maybe cost us a chance to go to the College World Series? Sure, but, but I, I do honestly believe this. For all the flaws um, that, that people talk about regarding Mike Bianco, I, I do believe this. He tried everything he could to elevate this program and get them to the college world series as much as possible. Um, and I believe he worked extremely hard. Um, and I believe he tried his absolute damnedest to improve this baseball program over 22 years. Did it work out in a way that, that most people wanted? Probably not. Um, especially at the end, but, but I don't think if you're Mike Bianco, you can, you, you go to sleep worrying about, did I do everything that I could and, and within my power to make sure this baseball program could achieve at its highest level? I think the answer to that question is yes. And with that has to come some peace. Um, I mean, look, I know it's, I know people get pissed off at this, but you're standing in a stadium that that you're responsible for building. Like like this stadium, look, that almost would have made improvements in baseball from 2001 on, but let's be very clear. This does not happen. The stadium does not get built in 2009 without the guy wearing number five in the dugout. Um, and and I wanted to premise it with us both saying that we were you know probably advocates of of a change if they don't get out of this weekend because I want to be able to say that that um you know he is responsible for a lot of the success and and frankly a lot of the the fandom around Ole Miss baseball.
1: No, he is, and I didn't mean to turn this into like the Mike Bianco obituary already. I just like sure it, 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 that was a hell of a way to to segue away from like will he start will he start. Sure. against Canisius but my point being is he just he seems looser he seems more relaxed and he's already kind of been a little bit more moderate and tried different things I think you made a good point of like look I'm not arguing against the guy and saying you shouldn't fire him there's nothing he could do I think the last two times they've lost to better teams I think that version of Arizona was better than this without Gunner and that Arkansas team in 19 was definitely better than Ole Miss now it's the things in the middle that are tripping him up all I'm saying is as he's evolved and he's pushed the right buttons in the post season from a pitching standpoint to where I think he'd be susceptible to do that. But I thought that was a decent thought exercise either way. That man's talking about Atari. He was joking about getting pissed off at teams he's never watched. And he was like, look, I'm not going to lie to you guys. This is what we do for a living. Like I'm, I'm not trying to get consumed by it, but I'm doing the bubble watching stuff and I'm getting mad at teams. I've never seen play before. And like, it's just, I don't know. He was just looser than I ever, ever figured. And so On that note, to put a bow on that tangent, I wouldn't be – look, we're going to see a bunt in the third inning of an elimination game. I'm not telling you that's not going to happen, but, like, the the tightness of how he manages something, particularly pregame, I think he'd be more susceptible to make a bold move. I don't think he's going to go full zen and say he had a vision at the holiday end and the guy to uh, put the season on is Wes Burton or anything like that. Max Schoenstark
0: is what he (laughs) thinks.
1: I just think he'd be down to get a little more frisky than in years past. So that is a, that is a decent point. I don't even really know where we are going after that. Let's, uh, let's
0: not screw it. Who do you have in the winner's bracket game with Ole Miss Miami? Oh God. It's Miami. (laughs) But I'm
1: not discounting Ole Miss's chances with Hunter Elliott on the mound. Like that's the whole weird part of this team. Like, I won't discount their chances, but do they lose a 5-4 game because um, because Miami held their ace and Hunter Elliott still pitched well and Ole Miss um, made four errors and lost 6-4 with 300 huh? runs? You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't hate their chances. I just need the other
0: parts to be cleaned up. You know where I think this regional is headed? I think this is headed for a winner-take-all game on Tuesday night at, like, 10 o'clock. I think that's where we're headed. And maybe I'm crazy, and maybe Ole Miss goes one and two. I think if I'm having – if you put a gun to my head, I'm picking Miami. But I I will have this take two. I think Ole Miss plays either one or two games to win this regional. So you think they play
1: a game to get to
0: a super? A super regional. I do. I, I, I think they play at least one game to get to a super regional. And maybe that's insane. Um, but I, I do think they play a game to get to a super regional. Um, he's never won a road regional. He's played two games that are on, on, on the road to get to a super regional, lost them both in two thousand and twelve. <clears throat> I think ten years later it's gonna happen again. They're gonna get to um, a spot where they can win the regional and it's either they're going to they're going to get it done or they're not. And and that'll be uh it'll be a pressing point um whenever this ends, is, is, if that is to come to fruition as to you know what we discussed because um, it's a legacy one way or the other. If they, if they do play a game get to a regional and, and, and they're not able to get it done, well, it goes one way. And if they are able to get it done, it's like, well, hell, you're going to Baton Rouge or Southern Miss more than likely or two wins from the College World Series at a place that you've already won this year.
1: What a strange podcast that is going to be if that does end up happening because we're going to be talking about is it enough to keep his job? Can they beat Southern Miss? Do you fire a guy that's gone to three Supers in a row? I Adawaji just So, so let way. me ask
0: you this and this is a way far out hypothetical, okay? Pretend they win this regional. Follow me here. Does losing the super regional to Southern Miss or LSU make it more likely than like losing to Oklahoma State?
1: I mean, it shouldn't, but we're all humans here. Keith Carter I don't think's a robot. <laughs>
0: What if he it lost in that? If it's, if it's Southern Miss, I, I don't I I don't that wouldn't go well. At you least know, with LSU, you could say it's LSU.
1: Well, yeah, but would that go well given what happened in the summer of 2021? Do you I understand? Do you bury him at the home plate dirt with the black and gold jersey with like a Marriott card in front of it? Or do you do you like spread his ashes by that statue chatu, statue, out there of him. You know, there's oh, a nice little God. bust of Mike out there. If there's, if
0: there's karma, if there's karma in the world, he does not lose a Super Regional in Alex Box. That, that cannot. Come on. Like, that, that would be so cruel.
1: Yep. And so, whenever this game is played on – I was about to say on Friday night. Whenever this game between Ole Miss and Arizona is played, it's – I know that I'm stating the obvious here, but, like, if they do win – on Friday, I, I kind of liked. <laughs> shocking if the two if the three seed beats the two, I kind of like their chances better than if they lose it. Whereas if they can just get the first win, the way you outline what the losers bracket is versus that of the depth of the pitching to the rest of the regional, I, I do like their chances. That that, that makes this. I know when you lose the first game, it's a death knell. And I know I'm stating the obvious, but like if you can just get that first win, yes, that second game is absolutely paramount in terms of like your chances, right? 85% of the time they win. But if you can just do that, I would like their chances for the rest of the weekend. Like I wouldn't hate them despite losing that second game as as, as crazy as that sounds. Like this first game just feels absolutely paramount. And I know that's not some profound take, but it feels more paramount. Than in other years, right? like if the four upsets a one, you've seen teams just rate through a regional that's harder to do, or you've seen teams come out of that loser's bracket out of a two, three it's not as common, but I guess my point is is just like if you can just get to that Saturday winners bracket game, you can kind of breathe a little bit and you're kind of set up okay, and so now I officially have no idea what to
0: think of this. ooh, ooh, here we go. What if you're able to so 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 fun thing here? What if you're able to play the the Friday game? Yeah, somehow get it in. And the winners brackets not until Monday. Does Dylan Delucia get to pitch both? Oh, I was gonna go a
1: step beyond that. Oh, actually not even beyond that. I was gonna go Friday game. Well, that would require them to win two games. Damn it. I was gonna go they win the first two and then you get delayed and there's not a there's not a Ole Miss wins and goes to the super or they play again until Monday? Like, does Dylan Delusha get the ball again to send them to Omaha? Uh, to answer your hypothetical, <laughs> I would just say screw it, yes. Would he be the first pitcher to start back-to-back games?
0: <laughs> in a postseason? I would, I would venture to say that wouldn't be accurate. Uh, I'm sure back in, like, the 70s, somebody just threw somebody, like, 15 innings on a day. Or 2003 um, Mike Bianco, but, yeah, I get your point. Actually no. Uh okay, no, start would uh, be different. But uh uh I actually remember this last year. LSU let a kid close the the one one game on Sunday afternoon and then start the uh next game. So um that happened. But um yeah, as far as starting both games, that would uh that would that would that would probably be cert- certainly something new, at least since the regional format came into play.
1: Now that we've gotten this just ridiculous hypothetical out of the way, are you picking them to win this rebuild? Yes
0: or no? No, I'm not. I think my um, is out. I, I just, I don't. I look, and I'm very readily uh, aware that they played a lot better. And I think I think it's Old Mr. Miami. Um, I just have a hard time doing two things. I have a hard time believing, um, frankly, in this team that has that played poorly. Um, a lot of times this year, and I, I've got a 22-year track record that, that he's never won a road regional. Um, I genuinely hope I am wrong that Ole Miss is playing in a Super Regional next weekend. I really, really do. Um, but I just – I I don't know how I can make myself pick that to happen. I, I, I think the Hurricanes win this regional. Um, but I, I, I stand by – I do think Ole Miss plays that game to win this regional. I just – unfortunately, if I had to pick, I don't think they win said game. Four games.
1: I'm in the exact same boat. And I do think it's Old Mr. Miami, which kind of makes, like, in a weird way, I like their chances. We didn't really do any Arizona stuff outside of Garrett Irvin starting game one. I don't really, I mean, unless you want me to read the batting averages and OPS of dudes in the lineup, it is, is it fair to say they're 45% of the line? That's what I settled on. I love some random percentage. Yeah. Are they yeah, 45% there. of the lineup they had last year? They have some dudes. Yeah, yeah I'll go there. Jacob Barry and what's Sunshine the other can play now. Oh no, he's unbelievable. He and O'Trimba are awesome. It's but Barry and the what's the other kid's name that I think he had an injury at LSU, but his name's escaping me. The other kid that went to LSU with him, I'm I'm going blank on it. I know exactly what I can't, I can't recall. Me neither. And that's gonna absolutely drive me nuts. But Suzak's awesome. <laughs> Otremba's awesome. One of the kids that was really good for them last year was Tony Bullard, and I don't know what his deal is, but he hasn't had as good of a year. One
0: yeah Bing- bingham's on that team too still i mean
1: yes he is um but he hasn't had the same type of year um hasn't had the same type of power i think he's a seven six high 600s low 700 ops guy nothing terrible but um he has not had the same type of and off, just off the top of my head um has not had the same type of pop as he had a year ago um so, I think 40%, 45% of the same offense is, either, uh, is probably what you're showing up. Whereas, I feel like some Ole Miss fans will probably see the name on the front of the jersey, see uh, Suzak go and hit in the first inning and go, oh, shit, here we go
0: again. <laughs> they so, fell off the first 18 pitches of the game. I'm just turning the game off.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're going to have Hunter Elliott or Dylan DeLucia throw their hands up in the air out of pure exasperation of just, like, how in the world do I get these guys out? Um, I don't think that is going to be.
0: Uh, Do you call Austin Miller for a scouting report and yeah, what he did? Just, just
1: yeah, I, I think that you should leave that up to a uh, laugh. Just say, "Hey, what what happened last year?" I don't really remember. Um, so, <laughs> I think there's a chance of that. Um, but no, I like their Ole Miss's chances to give. I like the pitching staff chances to give them enough runs to win the game. And if if, if Ole Miss hits well enough, which they should off Garrett Irvin, then I like their chances after that. It's a crapshoot. I'm looking forward to see, um, seeing what it looks like and seeing when they play these games. I gave my weather take earlier. I won't go rant on that again, but I do think they get through the regional this weekend, albeit potentially a slightly bit late. So let's make our picks and get out of here because I know you got to run. Let's go through the regionals real quick. And do you have them pulled up? I'm, I need to do this. I should have done this before. I do
0: not, but I can get them.
1: Uh, let's see. Oh, baseball regional! This is terrific. You know, let's do
0: this. I'll I'll name them off, and then I'll give you the odds on them, and, and see if any of them surprise you. Because okay. I can I can pull the draft game. I got um, too,
1: so I got the teams up as well. This would be good.
0: Okay. All right, here we go. Um. Well, that's not what I need. Oh, there we go. Maybe. All right, Auburn. Okay. So Auburn. Plus 150, UCLA plus 225, Florida State plus 240, and Southeastern Louisiana plus 1200. What there catches your eye?
1: Florida State having as good as odds if they do as being one of the last teams in the tournament, but I think that shows that uh, that's a tough regional. I don't like Auburn, that Vegas doesn't like Auburn chances to get out, but I'm actually going to zag there. I like Auburn to get out of this regional. I think those are
0: valuable I do too. thoughts. I, I I I'm taking Auburn to win this regional. Um, I so Auburn doesn't do anything overly well, but they just win games, and you get credit for that. I think that's impressive. Um, so I yeah, I'm taking Auburn to win this regional.
1: That's like Miami, right? I mean, if you look at Miami's numbers, they don't do anything. Yeah. No, they just win baseball games, and that's why in a game two of a regional, I can't in good common just pick Ole Miss over Miami. Would they have a disadvantage on the mound? No. Would they have a huge disadvantage at the plate? No. Talk about making a play and seizing the moment. Miami's done that more than Ole Miss has this year. Anyway, quick tangent. Uh, yeah, I like Auburn there. Okay.
0: Next one. Next one's interesting a little bit. Um, I actually have a team in here that I really, really like. Um, Austin, Texas, minus 130. Louisiana Tech, plus 320. Dallas Baptist, plus 340. And Air Force, plus 1,400. I think I like DBU. You like DBU plus three forty. Like, are you are you are you taking the like? Okay, if you had to project who wins the regional, who are you taking? I think the two DBU you still?
1: still. Now, call me crazy. I don't really this gets out of this regional.
0: Really? See, I do. I, I like I like the Longhorns a lot. Um, but 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 that's fine. Um, I I think if I think. If it's going to be one, I think I like Louisiana Tech to get out of it. Louisiana Tech's a good ball club now. It's a two seed. Hosted a regional last year. Most of those guys are back. Um, it's a good team. And a club okay. that
1: somewhat underachieved in the regular season and got kind of screwed by the bid, bid number in their conference. I think.
0: Okay. I've got another regional that I've got a team I really, really like. Um, Blacksburg Regional. Virginia Tech minus 155. Gonzaga minus, or excuse me, plus 195, Columbia plus 1100, and Wright State plus 2000.
1: So I don't think this is the easiest regional in the world, but you made the comment the other day about you thinking uh, Virginia Tech might be the second best team in the country. And I looked into some of the yep. numbers and stuff and what they did through the ACC. I think Virginia Tech rolls through this.
0: Yeah. Yes, they do. too. I love Virginia Tech minus 155. They're going to win it. Um, Chapel Hill Regional. So this is where this one gets a little interesting. Actually, I'd like to see. I don't guess you've seen anything on Jonathan Cannon today, whether they're holding him or not. Have you?
1: No, but as you read the odds, I can do some very amateur googling. No guarantees we come up with results here.
0: Nope. We just found it. Jonathan Cannon will start uh, game one. So um, the that. Why? Uh, well, that doesn't seem overly smart, does it? Uh, no, you're playing it's not. I and think –
1: Look, I haven't seen. I don't know how many VCU Rams games you've watched since February. My count is zero. Oh, oh, congrats to you.
0: That's <laughs> no, no, no. I've watched, I've watched, I've watched two of them um, because they were in Oxford.
1: Oh, I was about to say. I was going to say since they left Oxford, uh, I haven't watched any. They, uh, yeah. they, they're, they, they weren't yeah. good. Um, and credit to them, they probably no. the They probably figured some things out. I, I don't know why you're starting Jonathan Cannon in that game. That seems silly to me.
0: Uh, yeah. Same with me. So, this that changes my pick actually a lot. A uh, North, North Carolina plus 100, Georgia plus 150, VCU plus 550. I'm taking North Carolina and not even thinking about it.
1: I am too, but if it were the opposite and Cannon were going in a perceived winner's yep. of the game, wouldn't you take Georgia to get out of that regional because I would as well?
0: Yep. Absolutely I would. I don't really understand what they're doing at all. Good for um, <laughs> Yeah. I, I guess Um, I, I hope Scott Strickland stays in Athens. Anyways, um, let's see. Moving on. College Park Regional, that would be the Maryland Regional. Uh, interesting here. This is the first one where the home team is not favored. I'm going to read you one. that's going to shock you in a minute. But Wake Forest plus 110. I'm not reading the four seed anymore because I don't care. Uh, Maryland plus 140. And Connecticut plus 450. Okay, that is the Maryland Regional. Who do you have?
1: So – I was going to go Wake because I think they're mm-hmm. probably the best team in this regional. I would not discount UConn though, because UConn won a ton of games, but their league was mm-hmm. so bad. Like they were mm-hmm. on a blind metric. Like if you took RPI out, they were on. They wouldn't goals. have gotten it. Well, yeah, that. But like it, there was a point in the season where it was like, I, I I remember Kendall and Aaron getting mailed back questions. Like, can UConn host that? Like, Come on, dude, look at this league. But like, they're not bad. And there's something to winning a ton of games in a league that historically isn't that bad. I'm going to, go. I'm just going to zag because I don't even know if there's enough money to be considered public money in college baseball betting. But I imagine if you wanted that (laughs) to be the case, people would be going wake. So I'll go Maryland. But honestly, I think the smart play would be wake or Yukon.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go Wake. I I, I don't think Maryland's any good. (laughs) I, I don't, I don't think Maryland's very good. All right. Here's the fun one. Okay, College Station, Texas A&M plus 110, TCU plus 180, Louisiana Lafayette plus 550. Okay, so I'm going to ask you two different questions here. Where are you putting your money, and who do you actually think wins this regional?
1: ULL at the value, but I think Texas A&M wins this yes. regional.
0: Um, ULL's high? I think that's my answer, too.
1: That's a team with some talent, and they were I know they were a bid stealer, but they're not bad. Uh, the committee obviously had some fun with putting TCU in that regional, but I think Texas A&M is the, obviously the best team. And, honestly, with that offense, man, they were tough. Um, look, they weren't like Tennessee yeah. level tough. Honestly, from a number standpoint, they were a better offense than Tennessee. But you get Detmers for whatever game you want to use in him, him. I imagine that will be the TCU ULL winner, that winner's bracket
0: game on Saturday. I just what is his first can- name? I bet we- Figure it out. Do you know? You know Detmer's first name? Is it uh, Ryan? No, I always want to say
1: Reed Detmer's. Do you remember the kid from? Uh,
0: that was the kid from Louisville,
1: right? Um,
0: I'm trying to figure uh, out. I'm uh, actually it's searching. like Nate, Nathan, In Nathan, Nathan, you know, it's Nathan Detmer. It's spelled with two T's. Come on, Nate.
1: Uh, yeah, you can't be having that. Um, the. Honestly, I was talking to someone, a buddy of mine that I know that goes to A&M. Or I actually say a buddy of mine. I literally met the guy playing golf this weekend. He's big into Aggie baseball. If Micah Dallas had been half of what he was against Texas A&M, um, we might be talking yeah. about two-team race for who's the best team in the country. Mm-hmm.
0: He's been, he's so been, no, annou- <laughs> no announcement on Detmer yet. Um, we've been over the open. Coral Gables. He had two. The problem is so. So listen to this. This is interesting from from the Coral Gable standpoint. Um, Oral Roberts the, is the four seed in College Station. Okay, they're plus seven fifty to win that regional. It's pretty high right? So this is how like you could compare four seeds. Uh, Canisius to win the Miami regional is plus seventy five hundred. So they are ten times less likely to win their regional than uh, Oral Roberts is to win the college station regional. So think about it like that. Um, again, Miami plus 100, Ole Miss plus 185, Arizona plus 370, and Canisius plus 7,500. All right. Corvallis, Oregon State minus 140, Vanderbilt plus 185, San Diego plus 450. I, Oregon State is winning that regional.
1: I think Oregon State is winning that regional too. Uh, I imagine you're going to have some outside college baseball betters and go, "Ooh, Vandy value, no thanks." Um,
0: no, no, that's I mean, not a good
1: look. Team. If you if you win, if you beat San Diego, who is a bid stealer, I'm not going to. If Carter Holton just goes out of his mind and they get in the winners bracket, I don't guess. But Oregon State's winning
0: this regional. Gainesville. So I'm going to pick an upset here. Gainesville Regional, Florida plus one twenty. Oklahoma plus 225, Liberty plus 340, and Central Michigan plus 950. Oklahoma.
1: I'm taking Kansas Oklahoma. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Well, I think they're pretty good. Um, I think they probably – I'm not saying they should have hosted based on metrics, but if they were in a different league, I think their resume would have held up better. Uh, I like Oklahoma to win this um, regional. I don't – and I'll tell you what, I, there, aren't they – who are they paired with?
0: They're paired with – They are – Aren't they? They're paired with the four seed, I believe, who is yeah. Virginia Tech. I, I can't recall. It's not. It's not. It's not the Pac-12 schools. Um, uh, Black I can't recall Virginia Tech. Uh, they're they're dead.
1: Yeah, if it were another regional, I might actually pick them to go all the way through. But uh, carrying on, I do like Oklahoma to get out of that regional.
0: Okay, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna do some hypotheticals with you here. Just to, just just follow me. So Greenville Regional. This is East Carolina. Virginia plus 100. Okay. East Carolina to win their own regional is plus 225. And coastal is plus 275. All right. I want you to answer some, some yes or no questions here. Is East Carolina going to lose to Coppin State? No. Okay. All right. If East Carolina goes 2 and 0 in their own regional, is there any way they lose it? No. So, I have East Carolina at home plus 225 to win their regional in a winner's bracket game. That's isn't essentially what that is saying. This is
1: their first top eight national seed in program history, isn't it?
0: Yes. East yeah. Carolina plus 225 is insane. They may lose it, but I, that, that's good value, at least. I don't think they do. I actually think East Carolina is going to win this regional. If I was going to – and I'm not. If uh, I was going to bet on regionals this year, that would be one I would really, really be interested in. That
1: doesn't make any sense to me. I'm with you there. That seems like that's too good to be true type of thing. I was going to say before the odds came out, like ECU gets a top eight national seat. How is it fair that they get Virginia and Coastal? Both of which, like, I understand it to a degree. That seems too heavy. But Virginia and Coastal are decent. But Coastal is a decent baseball team. I actually think Virginia is pretty good. That just seems unfair. And remember we talked about, like, how, like, why are they putting X team there in terms of the, like, Once you get the Mm host, that that doesn't seem to make any sense. I get geography is somewhat of a deal, but I I don't understand that. The ECU is great value there. I agree. All
0: right. Knox, excuse me, Hattiesburg. LSU plus 100. Southern Miss plus 140. Kennesaw State plus 700. I am going to take the uh, LSU Tigers to win this regional. I'm not – I wouldn't bet on it at plus 100, but I do think LSU wins this regional. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I would, Southern Miss is a great team. I just – and, and I want to be clear, if LSU does not get Doty and does not get Barry back, I have the right to change my pick to Southern Miss, but I think that offense is really, really good um, if those two are back.
1: There are no rules here. I'm with you. I'm still taking uh, Southern Miss, though. This is one of those kind of mid-major teams where they kind of wanted their – actually. Team of Destiny, I'm taking
0: Southern here. You know I just, what, actually, I'm, I'm going to change mine to Southern because there's, there's too many factors with those two guys not playing. Um, yeah, actually, I'm going to take Southern. I'm, I'm going to change my, my pick to Southern now. All right, Knoxville, Tennessee. All right, what all right. do you, what do you think this? Tennessee is?
1: Oh, I can't wait, actually. Yes, you should read this. Um, do you know what it is? No, I have no idea. I'm going to guess minus 210.
0: 210. Okay. If you doubled it, you still wouldn't be close. Are you? Um, 525. <laughs> Minus 525 to win a college basketball region.
1: That is some serious disrespect to my Campbell Cam- Campbell Campbell's. I mean.
0: I- I'm look. not going to do it, but like Georgia Tech plus 550, you should just put like 20 bucks on it in case Tennessee gets COVID. What is
1: Campbell's? That's what I'm saying. Like that's a, that, that that's look. Camels plus 1300. We saw Vandy, Michigan in 07, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I'm, we with did you. Tennessee's rolling through this regional, but like, what is the point? Why not just throw a hundred bucks on each and just be like, hey, you know, I don't know, root for, I don't want to say root for an injury, root for a pass. Coach. Like, yeah, like what, yeah, I don't know. Monkeypox, we had that going on in the pod earlier. Um, like, I'm with you. That, that's insane. You said 440 or 540? 525. Oh, okay. I missed that entire <laughs> – okay, moving on. I mean, I, I, Tennessee's my pick, but, you know, I'm just telling yeah, you. Yeah, Tennessee's you were, my pick, too. Yeah, if I were sitting there in Vegas, I'm throwing something on Georgia. I'm buying Campbell's – Campbell Campbell's and Georgia Tech Hurt <laughs> and just being like, what do I have to lose?
0: <laughs> 20 bucks. <laughs> Good point, 20 bucks. Uh, Louisville Regional, Louisville plus 100, Oregon plus 140 um michigan plus 850 and semo uh the red hawks are back in the regional good for them good baseball program plus 1100 um i'm going to go louisville wins this series plus 100 i i I think louisville's really really good
1: i do too and i think oregon is okay but the rest of this regional is ass. so i'm going uh i'm going yes
0: michigan is not good do not be fooled by the michigan jersey Uh, that is a four seed in michigan clothing
1: and SEMO was a uh, – you've seen SEMO in the past. SEMO was a big-time bid-stealer of – was that DBU, Missouri Valley?
0: No, no, no. That's that's different conference. SEMO was uh, – they had to win their tournament to get in. Um, you're thinking I'm of saying. Southern they, Illinois. They had win to
1: win, but wasn't there someone that was going to get an at-large? Or was it not DB – maybe I had that wrong. Um,
0: DBU's in uh, to- two totally different uh, conferences. That's SEMO's uh, Ohio Valley and uh, DBU's Missouri Valley.
1: Okay, I screwed that up then. Anyway, uh, but
0: yeah, yeah. Um, Stanford? Uh, Yeah, Stanford Regional, Stanford minus 165. This is a little bit interesting. UC Santa Barbara plus 275 and Texas State plus 350. I am taking Texas State to win this Regional. I don't know why, but I, I just I – like, I like Texas State.
1: I'm doing it on value. Those guys absolutely rake. I know Stanford has ridiculous arms. But, dude, how many times have you seen – a West Coast – I'm look, I'm not doing the West Coast baseballs, Like I'm not doing the Pac-12 SEC thing like you see in football. But how many times have you seen, because of the style of baseball out there, the West Coast team that's the number one all overall seed or the number two overall seed? I mean, UCLA's done it twice in the last half decade. Just completely yep. poop their pants in a regional when another team comes in that absolutely rakes the ball. I, I think Stanford probably gets through, but I'm going to join you and take Texas State because they have a good offense. I admittedly know nothing about UC Santa Barbara know nothing about Binghampton. But just if I'm seeing that sort of odds with a, a Pac-12 team that's the number two overall seat, I'm probably just going against it, just honestly based on principle's sake. that may, There may not even be numbers to back that up. I'm just going off my own brain's memory, which is usually bad. But, like, how many times have you seen that because of the specific style Pac-12 teams
0: play? Yeah. And just, they just outscore you. There's not a whole lot you can do about it. Um, Statesboro, which is Georgia Southern. Notre Dame plus 145. How about the host being the third least – or the third lowest favorite in their regional? Texas Tech plus 230 and Georgia Southern plus 235. Which is why – I almost just think you have – Yeah, go ahead. You just have to go Notre Dame, right? Like, because they're the better team by a lot. Disagree. I'm going Georgia
1: Southern. Have you seen how much alcohol they drink in Statesboro? I don't know how many – Fair enough. That stadium capacity. That place is going to be – Rowdy. I think they probably might be the third best team in that regional, but I can't be sitting there on a Sunday at the library or whatever, rooting for Texas Tech or Notre Dame when Georgia Southern, there's going to be a bunch of dudes with beards in the stands, and beers, B-E-A-R-D-S, and beers that they probably snuck in. It's going to be, I'm telling you, Statesboro is a ratchetly wild time. Um, I'm going Georgia just based off the value of that. Absolutely no logic involved.
0: All right, Stillwater Regional. Oklahoma State plus one hundred and fifty, Arkansas plus one hundred and fifty, and Grand Canyon plus three hundred and fifty. I'm gonna inter- I'm gonna listen to you first. I know I'm gonna pick, but I'm, I'm I'm interested to see who you pick first.
1: There's going to be a lot of money fooled and wasted on both Arkansas and. And I am going Oklahoma State all the way. That Oklahoma like State a hammer zone type of thing.
0: Yeah, Oklahoma State, I, I don't have much – and I could be wrong here. Arkansas could go on a run and uh, maybe – did you ever go see the guy call the make fun of the Arkansas catcher? Yeah,
1: by the way. dude, I watched that right after you said that, like literally right after. I actually might have watched it during our podcast when you were talking and I could get like two minute, like a minute in um, and like broke it up. That was – was that guy drunk? Like, <laughs> like, no, dude, like middle of the day. There's one thing to like rip a kid. But that – well, what do you mean middle of the day? What does that got to do with anything? Burn off, burn off. But, like, dude, it's one thing to rip a kid. It's one thing to rip a male professional athlete. But, like, you rarely see someone – and, look, I guarantee this guy's just a complete hack, so I'm not, like, surprised by it per se. But, like, he called the kid a loser. And he's a grad transfer from, like, Creighton or something. That's just – I don't know. There's a There's a line – Look, I think you have to be less harsh on college athletes than pro athletes. I'm not saying you college, yes. college kids. I think we straddle straddled that line pretty well. But even with the professional side of it, there's a point of criticizing versus being cruel, and that guy was just being an asshole, to be completely honest, and just kind of yeah. being cruel. So I, I couldn't believe that was real.
0: Yeah, I, he called the kid a loser. A three-year-old
1: man sitting in front of a microphone on a podcast calling a D1 athlete a loser. Like, can you get the guy a mirror? <laughs> like that that blew my mind so i that yeah i i saw that unfortunately that that was bad so um
0: yeah yeah
1: negative taking oklahoma on. but when you were going oklahoma state here too i like them a lot i don't think arkansas is good
0: no i don't either and i actually think oklahoma state is good so um i am taking the cowboys here so we didn't disagree on a lot uh mainly just the uh texas and and statesboro regional but uh it'll be a good good fun weekend um I think we'll probably get the first two days and not have to worry about Ole Miss, funnily enough.
1: I uh, I kind of agree with you on that. There's a 10% chance I put our picks down and put them in the Thursday newsletter, no less than 10, or no higher than 10. So, we'll see how that – he is Colin Briscoe. <laughs> I appreciate the time, as always, my dude. This is uh, one of the great times of the year. And we will talk to you again soon. This will be the ultimate TBA. Will we need an emergency pod? Yeah. I not know. So we will talk to you again sometime. So stay safe till then. All right. That is our show. If you made it to the end, I really appreciate you guys making us a part of your day. Hope you took the weather scolding at the top in stride. Uh, we will be back. I'm not going to do a Friday podcast because I'm traveling and I've got the regional. We'll be back at a TBA. How about that? Uh, just like the weather this weekend, we will obviously react to whatever happened. In the series, when it uh, in the regional, whenever uh, it kind of permits. So, we'll be playing that one by ear, but we'll be back when there's something newsworthy to talk about with Ole Miss Baseball. Thanks for making us a part of your day. Like and subscribe to the podcast, and we'll catch you again probably early next week. Maybe uh, an emergency pod if Ole Miss makes it to the championship. We'll see. Y'all have a great weekend.